this happened to me this morning and then um I was getting words about it and then I was listening to a broadcast and the first thing they said was it so I just feel like I can bring this word <laughs> there's something about stillness and silence it's like straight like straight up we eat 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 drink 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 spiritually like all day long time um we've been like we do Joel's bar every day and then on top of that we'll uh Jim Samuelson was in town and we went to Phoenix with Jim Samuelson and we were doing meetings and that's a lot of word in and a lot of worship in and a lot of worship out and a lot of word out and stillness I heard billows coming like I could hear my insides rather than everything that was on the outside and it was amazing and it was like it's also it's paired with like straight up bliss so um, but it had but like my phone stopped playing because oftentimes I'll play Jill's Bar all night long because Brandon has a playlist that you can just play straight through. There's no, and it's Jill's Bar after Jill's Bar after Jill's. I used to not be able to go to sleep unless that was playing. And I knew that I could do that because I'd trance out Bliss out during Jill's Bars. So if I played Jill's Bar, I'd probably able to go to sleep. And, and that would switch from Jill's Bars to Audio Bible. During this crazy season of my life, most of you know my crazy health circumstances. And I'd, I'd be riddled with fear or panic or I'd be, or it would just be like whatever problem was manifesting in my body that made me weak so I couldn't even use my muscles. Um, he would give me these scriptures that had to do with stillness and silence. And I'm pretty sure it's Psalm 65. And I'm pretty sure in the Amplified Classic version, it's, it says, Silence belongs to the Lord. The submissive wonder that bursts forth into praise. And I think the thing, one of the things about stillness and silence is it's just ridiculously simple. It's probably offensively simple in the sense of like, especially in America, and we always have something playing and we always have our phone and we always have Facebook and we always have, and I do that stuff all day long, you know? And I think that's the other thing that's um, 
that's the that's that's the thing about grace and just he is the air that we breathe like there would be times where like just breathing just trust like to have the faith level to get in to the presence of God just by breathing just by standing there just by doing nothing and the presence comes anyway you didn't worship yourself into it. You didn't take communion yourself into it. You didn't read your scripture into it. Obviously, we do all those things. But then, because we've been, because that's the thing is you've been building, you've been building up your, you've been, you've been eating and drinking. You've been eating and drinking, and then it bears forth a fruit. And I almost like. And then in that place of stillness and in that place of silence, all of a sudden, your spirit is louder than any other thing. Like all of a sudden I can just hear, and I can hear it sourcing from my inner being, from my belly and playing. And it plays louder than any fear. Wow. And it plays louder than any um, schedule. What do I got to do for today? It plays louder than any measuring up. I got to get there on time. I got to make sure I don't disappoint them. And in that place of just letting go and in stillness and silence, I would say it's a meditative place, but you're not even, you're not trying to focus on anything. You're just basically like the whole waiting upon the Lord. And yet you're not waiting upon the Lord because the Lord is just billowing out of you. And for me, it was songs and a vision would come up and even, and for, I mean, I think I had seasons of this before, but, um, but those seasons end up being like, the stillness is actually kind of scary because we are used to having something playing we are used to observing something we're used to having a thought like try being in a stillness where you have no thoughts no thoughts whatsoever like i'd enter that place and i'd freak out it felt like limbo um but when it's paired with the bliss <laughs> i'm just like i don't care if i'm having a thought or not it's just like and then you, and then then I'm like I don't know how to even like like cuz I was in bed I'm like I don't lord I don't know how to choose to get up out of this place <laughs> Like you're going to have to help me get out of bed or <laughs> it just shifts eventually but Yeah, still, like, I remember my boss, his name's Thomas, and he's from India, and he'd be like, Benny, what is the hardest thing to do? <laughs> and uh, he'd also say stuff like, Benny, I'm born again, again, every moment of the day. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, man, you're blowing my mind. Just, like, 
out of his mouth revelatory things she's calm and he's not you know he's not religious so I was like love working for you <laughs> um But the thing that he's... <laughs> so, so then I was able to, like, okay, out of my spirit place, what is the hardest thing for people to do? And the answer was nothing. The hardest thing for people to do is nothing. And then I'd be like, well, Thomas, what is nothing? He's like, just go over there and lean up against that tree and nothing. <laughs> The other thing that he's like, what is also the hardest thing to do? Control your mind. I'm like, yep, that's why my mind is not in my hands. <laughs> um, but you, you and if you enter that nothing place, it is kind of like freak out mode. It's so much stillness and so much peace. But then the thing about it, the thing about stillness is that the slightest drop of water the slightest ripple in the stillness, which is where we get the whole still small voice thing. The slight, the, the, the lightest little sound coming out of your belly will seem so clear. And you know that that, that, is, that is a place of prayer. And in this season, uh, I finally started hearing the verse this demon only comes out with prayer and fasting because I'm definitely fighting like DNA, demon, witchcraft, warfare stuff. This is not, this is, what I'm dealing with is not natural. It's ridiculously, super naturally ridiculous. And, um, and when I heard that verse, I realized that it's, it's, uh, there have been multiple times, pres like, the presence will descend and I actually can't physically do anything. I'll have to just sit in my chair and just be like... I don't know how long it lasts. <laughs> Maybe a half an hour? I don't know. But then in that place, all of a sudden I'm having visions. All of a sudden I'm having bliss direction. Like, uh, yep. And then the thing that I am supposed, and then I'm, then the thing that I'm supposed to do will have this, the peace will stay on that thing. Rather than if I, if I get out of my own head, I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. But it like goes, all of a sudden it doesn't feel as crisp and blissful as the other thing that is completely new to me would scare me if I wasn't in the bliss because what if I screw up with this thing? This new thing I've never done before, what if I screw it up? But I, in the bliss, I don't have those thoughts. In the bliss, it's like, oh, yep, we're going that direction. It's completely new. It's completely unknown. And we're so afraid of the unknown, which is also why we're afraid of stillness.
it's not about what we say. Like in that place of stillness, it's not about what we're praying. It's not about what we're seeing. It's not about what we're ministering to somebody else. It's 100, it's not about you being offended that I'm not saying anything in the midst of just And that's the thing though, is like, then when, then when there's a bursting forth, then when all of a sudden I'm just like, hallelujah. That wasn't, I didn't say hallelujah out of a, out of a need to, or a please you to, or I should do this thingy. It's just because it exploded. It exploded out of him, and uh, and then there's the, like you you let things go, you let the fire burn you up, you let it dash your idols, you let it dash your religious mindsets and what you should and shouldn't do, you let it dash your lust and everything that you think is going to satisfy you, and then you get to reach the place of stillness. And then the bursting forth. It's like, it's like, and then like every moment is a birthing. <laughs> All of a sudden he's just bursting out of you. And then that's the place where your heart desires and his heart desires. Like the two parts of heart. There we go. Where does his heart desire stop and yours? And your start. The the foggy place of is this the blissful foggy place of lost in him, so yielded to him, so raptured in him, so I the joy of the Lord leaping in your stomach like like John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb when Jesus showed up in Mary's womb, when it's just like boom. In that place, your heart desires and his heart desires become one. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you can just follow that heart, heart joy. I, I like, you know, I haven't done, I didn't do art for a long time I was, because of this season. I didn't feel like I could touch things. I didn't do music for a long time because I didn't feel like I could play my piano and touch it. But I had to spend a lot of time completely dependent on whatever was going to get me into him and get me out of fear. Because that pit just got worse and worse and worse and worse. I, I like I was I was physically dependent, I was emotionally dependent, like the circum 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 circumstance. The circumstances made me hunger and thirst for whatever was going to work. And circumstances can be the thing that makes you hunger and thirst. You know, that happens to most people. School of hard knocks. But then there's the place of... 
experiencing the bliss or it just builds and builds and gets better and better and you experience how wonderful it is to let go of something because you just obey you just decide okay i feel like the lord's telling me to do this so i'm just going to obey and let go of whatever said thing let's say coffee we'll just say coffee i drink coffee all the time so i'm it's not even like a whatever And then, after you let go of the thing he told you to let go of, all of a sudden you experience his presence, his glory, in a way you've never experienced before, just, just because you obeyed him. And then because you reaped bliss, because you reaped pleasure, you're like, oh my God, what, what's the next thing that I can let go of? It's just like, then you start understanding that the fire is his love. Then you start understanding that he really does have your best in mind. And then, he, and then, he, and then, say next day, just to be super non-religious about that, he gives you coffee back and all of a sudden, coffee takes you into an ecstasy. This is not, this is not about, about cutting yourself. This is not about um, letting, this is not about taking away all your natural fun. This is about letting go. So that as long as he is first, all of a sudden, one bite of a meal will take you deeper into the drunken glory. All of a sudden, your senses get glorified, get glorified. And then you get to experience the world. You get to experience your marriage. You get to experience your intimacy. You get to experience your, you, you know, everything. You're everything. It's just like, like when Brandon was first born again and he got delivered, 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 delivered. All of a sudden he could see colors he'd never seen before because it was a, it was a veil that was over him. And as we let go, and as we obey, and as we get hungry and thirsty, because we obeyed rather than because... Sklarnox. I was just thinking on the way home, like, if the Lord hadn't taken me through certain Many years ago, he told me to go on a cellular healing diet. It was very friendly to diabetics. And I'm a creative person, so all of a sudden I had to start, um, I think there was a time where I had no dairy, you know, and I had, 
no sugar and I and I had lots of different no things but then I had to discover like almond cheese and I had to discover almond milk and coconut milk and different things and then I started creating things with those things and now I do regular milk but I also do almond milk and I also do other things. I discovered I discovered something that I make out of those other things that I absolutely enjoy and absolutely love and now not only do I have regular milk I also it's just we we get so zoned in on what we think is yummy and what we think satisfies us and what we think is good we get so tunnel visioned on us on it like take a culture they like certain cultures eat meat and potatoes and they never ever in their life discovered curry you know they're used to pot roasts, and they've never in their life experienced curry. The Lord will take pot roast away from you so that you can discover the rest of the world. The rest of creation. And then after, after you've discovered all of that, guess what? And even, even, even before you've discovered all of that, you're going to be a part of what creates a whole new thing to be experienced for the whole world. Because he's continually making the new. He's continually birthing the new. And on, on my planet that I'm going to create, which I've seen is purple, and then there's like a green sun, and it's really cool. There's going to be plants you've never seen before, there's go that I've never seen before, and yet he's continually creative. So every food on that world is going to be completely new to everybody. We have an eternity of discoveries to make, and if we stay in our old ways, if we stay in the old manna, if we stay in what we think is good, we will never discover the pleasures of eternity. And that's a mouthful, one word, in one sentence, that I think I already drew the picture of. If you stay held on to the things that you already understand, that you already think satisfy, that you already and then as you let go, you discover silence and stillness. shop based upon that bliss flow and then you don't think about your grocery list you're like okay I'm here Lord <laughs> what do you want me to buy store whoa and there were like two things you know I got my, my grocery list and there were two things whoa 
thinking of a lady that I would see at the gym. I just kept thinking about her. And then um, there's an eating area. And I sat down there to eat my, eat my lunch in the grocery store. And the lady I was thinking about came zooming past me. Like, wow! <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I've been thinking about how I wanted to, like, give her some money. Anyway, we ended up talking, and, um... <laughs> she's like, I do this and this with so that, like, these are the certain things that I buy from the grocery store. I'm like, you mean this thing that I've never bought before? She's like, yeah, that! And she's like, and then I do this and this with some other things that I buy from the grocery store. And I'm like, you mean this other thing that I've never bought before? <laughs> what? Glory. So, whatever. an empty silence, it's a rich silence. Oh. The king approaches with silence. Whoa. The Selah, the eternal Selah of God, the ever-increasing presence of the Lord rising in us. The Father was emphasizing to me today how it's going to get much easier for you as your souls are overtaken with grace. All the strictness and seriousness uh, in our souls, it's all going to be burnt up with grace. It's going to get easier and lighter every day with the increase of the liquid grace. Another name for the river of life is liquid grace. Liquid grace is rising. True eternal revival of heaven on earth is the liquid grace rising in our hearts and consuming our souls. It's getting our heads underwater in liquid grace controlled in the rich silence of the works of Christ. Amen? Entering the eternal Sabbath day's rest for our souls. It's incredible to the soul. The soul can't comprehend grace because we come out of such a curse of religion. Every single person's born religious. That's the natural man is naturally religious without any training. Now, grace is a revelation. And that's what I pray for you today, that the revelation of His grace would completely overtake your souls, and that it would get easier and lighter for your souls. Amen. Every place where it's been hard for you would just be overtaken, that the waters of grace would rise in your souls. 
and carry your souls into higher realms of glory by the love and the grace of God. This is something that the Lord emphasized during worship today. Psalm 25, 8 in the Passion Translation. When people turn to you, they discover how easy you are to please. So faithful and true. Joyfully, you teach them the proper path, even when they go astray. So it's a teaching that's easy and joyful. And it includes all of our mistakes. And the teaching is to get you into the proper path of His grace. Because we don't know the way, and we can only know the way by grace. And the more and more we learn from joyful, easy teaching. That's the emphasis today. Joyful, easy teaching. Nothing about the gospel is hard or difficult. It's easy and it's light, and it's for children. Jesus Christ said, You enter the kingdom like little children, and my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The gospel is easy, the gospel is light, and the gospel is for children. Everyone that's childlike in heart enters the kingdom and stays in the joyfulness of the children of God, in the easiness of being fathered by God, in the ever-increasing grace of God. We haven't been to these realms of grace before. We've never seen it before. There's a lot of doctrine on grace. There's a tremendous amount of theology and teaching on grace. But liquid grace is something altogether different that shifts society. Grace is far more powerful than anything you've ever heard. When you come into the experience of grace, it's like a flood. The days of Noah that are upon you are the floods of grace. The only way that you don't get swept up and rise higher is by rejecting grace and insisting on the abilities of your soul without grace infused in it. But there are millions of people right now drinking liquid grace. Liquid grace is for the whole world to be drowned. The days of Noah represents the whole world drowned with liquid grace. There is no punishment. There is no seriousness and severity and strictness for a while. God wants a full demonstration of the easiness and the lightness, the joyfulness of the teaching of the path of grace for everyone in the world to experience with their souls. Most Christians that love Jesus haven't even experienced this. And the Christians are yelling judgment and doom and gloom and all this stuff. Listen, God is a gracious God. He's going to give people ample time to experience it. If God's elite soldiers that have been pioneering righteousness are just discovering these realms of all-consuming grace and the easiness and the lightness through their souls now, think about the people that are out there trapped in religion that are operating in 1% of these measures of liquid grace. So the Great Awakening is the great rising of liquid grace and people experiencing the power of the resurrection that's unearned and undeserved. People can get carried away without trying, without trying to be good, without trying to do the good thing. You get so whacked out and carried and blissed out on the spirit of ecstasy, on the spirit of grace, that you get carried away. And that's what God's going to do. He's going to carry you away into a high and lofty place. Doesn't it say that about the bride in Revelation 12? But God swooped down and carried her away. 
the bride is going to be carried away in grace that she cannot currently comprehend. And it will continue to get easier and lighter, and there will be a harvest from it, because everyone wants this stuff anyway. Who wants the easiest, lightest, most blessed, happiest life possible on earth? Pretty much everyone on the planet. And that's available in Jesus Christ. We just don't have the revelation of it yet. We get the revelation in the encounter of grace. We hear about it, and then the Spirit activates it inside of us and through our minds in the spiritual realities of the third heaven on earth. The activations in the Word, we're encountering greater realms of grace, and as we encounter it, we speak it, we talk about it, and it enriches other people's hearts, and it stirs up their spirit, and it lifts their souls into the realms that they're hearing about. That's the power of the spoken word. That's the power of the gospel of grace. (laughs) That it's spread by the communication of believers whose hearts are on fire, in love, and full of grace. And the more your soul is sacrificed from your self-effort, and from your trying, and from your strictness and seriousness, and all that stuff that makes you grumpy, The more you're sacrificed from your religious grumpiness, the more you can communicate the third heaven, the gospel of glory, more perfectly with others. And that's what's going to cause tremendous increase, is the clarity of grace with no mixture of self and do's and don'ts whatsoever. You can't be holy, only Jesus is holy through your yielded vessel. You can't be good. Only Jesus is good through your yielded vessel. You can't prosper and be healthy except Jesus possess you in His prosperity and His healing power. It's all about becoming a yielded vessel that grows in grace. Growing in grace is growing from glory to glory to glory in an ever-increasing undeserved salvation in the brightness of the Shekinah glory. And we just fall more in love with who He is towards us. And that's what takes us deeper every day. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to give a cheerful offering to this ministry, you can donate at redletterman.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We love you. Be blessed. Amen.